0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Spring is in the air, and that means it's time to refresh your wardrobe with the season's hottest trends at the Black Sheep Boutique. Don't blend in this spring. Stand out with the Black Sheep Boutique with two locations to serve you in Tupelo or Saltillo or online at the Black Sheep Boutique, Tupelo.com. Reminding you why we all love living in Mississippi. It's the
1: Ricky Matthews
0: Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. You know, as, uh, as we say, undeniably, undeniably, undeni- Mississippi is the birthplace of American music. And, uh, you, know, th- if you, you know, come on. Mississippi is the, where, where the king of rock came from, um, the, the father of country music, the king of the blues. Um, I love blues music. And you might as well add to that some incredible... Incredible food and and influence in the food food community, the cuisine of Mississippi, the soul of Mississippi is deep and has had it, 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 the roots of of uh, the soul of food in the state have impacted uh, cuisine around the world. And I've asked my friend, uh, my new friend actually, Ch- chef uh, Nick Wallace. Uh, he was uh, Mississippi's first uh, network. Uh, food network, Chop Champion, and he owns a company by the name of Nick uh, Wallace uh, Culinary, and we're just going to chat a little bit about the impact of, of food, really not just in Mississippi, but around the world.
1: How you doing, Nick? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for having me.
0: Good. So, hey, but listen, before we get too deep into our conversation, um, give me kind of the, the elevator speech. on. I, I, I've re- enjoyed studying your business. You've got a multifaceted business. But uh, tell me about how do you tell people about what you do?
1: Well, I start out telling them I'm from Elvis, Mississippi. I grew up on the farm, uh, was raised with uh, uh, many strong women. Uh, my grandmother was very impactful in my life. Um, and she's the one that, that kind of taught me and, and, you know, so I can digest that rooted lifestyle So uh, becoming an uh, executive chef for, for in Jackson When I was 21 years old I was the uh, chef over at Marriott Hotel And uh, three years from then I started being a corporate chef I lived in Anchorage, Alaska for two years um, Did a lot of amazing cooking there And from there I worked with uh, Hilton Corporate and I worked with a lot of freestanding restaurants and Jackson, including Derek Emerson. And from there, um, I was kind of feeding my my path and my life. And I became the culinary curator for the Museum of Art. And that's when it all kind of really started for me because that's when I started doing TV back in 2012. I've done about 10 national shows. Um, I don't even like to even say that, you know, Nick was the first of this to do it in Mississippi. I just try to, you know, leave a mark and show people that it is definitely possible. It's a lot of hard work that's involved with it. So I've I've had Nick Wallace Culinary for um, about seven years now. Um, We have actively been in the public schools, uh, trained Gaston, Alabama, Erlanger Erlanger and Hazard, Kentucky. Um, So it's just really that message of me just kind of leaving my, you know, I want to leave, you know, a legacy here on this earth and, you know, be a model.
0: Well, I can tell that from from uh, from reading about you. I mean, this this whole commitment to giving back. We'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that here in just a second. But you heard how I started to show, birthplace of rock and roll, country music, the king of blues. When you start studying this, you know this whole notion of of farm to table and the soul of food in Mississippi. I bet when you were in Anchorage or wherever you've been. Uh, even in your, uh, certainly, certainly in your competitive uh, work on the, the, the networks, et cetera, that you're constantly going back to your roots again. And you and the, the way that Mississippi has influenced food really around the world is pretty significant, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, it's it's amazing. And I don't care where you go and what you do. Um, We just leave, you know, we leave, we leave something there. I think we're a reflection over a lot of different cuisines because a lot of people really, honestly, when you look at Mississippi, the identity for Mississippi, I think, is eclectic because we have so much French influence. We got so many different influences in Mississippi that we're like a big bottle of nothing but goodness and full of nothing but hospitality, So being on those shows, I'm always gonna go back to my roots. It's always farm to table throughout our whole life, regardless of wherever you came from in Mississippi, some part of your life has been rooted in that sense.
0: There's no doubt about it, and then you come to the coast, Nick, and you think about seafood community and the, going all the way back to when the Croatians came here from Yugoslavia, and then you had the wave of Vietnamese, and you start to think about, and of course you have a, a huge in, Italian influence as well. You start to think about how those those different cultures have impacted food, not just in coastal Mississippi, but across the across the state. Um, you know the 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 incredible. Roots of, uh, of soul food and how soulful food has impacted the state When you blend it all together, man I mean, I know it's a melting pot of food But there's a lot of uh, incredible innovation That has originated out of Mississippi, though, isn't there?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely And I've been known to uh, craft it as Like that modern Mississippian uh, kind of approach But, yeah, absolutely we, we have a slow food movement here That has been going on throughout our whole life and so I love what you said about the Italian, you know, influence. We have it. You know, I grew up in a in a world of my grandmother making pasta, making, you know, she was she was incorporating biscuits and elderberry and you know, dewberries and all these kind of things as I grew up. And a lot of those things there wouldn't be technically known as soulful soul food in a sense, but that's what Mississippi is all about. Yeah, listen,
0: <clears throat> I have a friend of mine, I've, I've talked to about him on the show before, but his name is Mark Creech. I actually refer to Mark as MacGyver because he can fix a diesel engine with some masking tape. He's just an amazing guy. He's just He can do just about anything. But one of the things I enjoy about walking through the woods with, with Mark, you talked about dewberries, is him showing me what we can eat. And, and and the influence on him of his of his family and his I, I will assume his grandmothers and great grandmothers and what they passed down to their families, but um, gosh, it's some incredible cuisine that comes out of the wildness wildness of Mississippi, isn't there?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of you know a lot of places. Has been practicing foraging for so long, we have in a sense. But I love what's going on in the last like five to ten years. Foraging is 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 a process that I think a lot of people really want from the teas. You have so many leaves out there that that is good for you to make to steep in water and make teas. You know all the mushrooms. You know mushrooms is probably one of those generic thing in a way but a lot of people are not educated on which ones to eat uh but we have some amazing mushrooms throughout Mississippi.
0: Hey listen uh, I can remember my my grandmother was a gr- both of my grandmothers were great cooks just like yours were as well. And I remember my grandmother Nanny who's uh for, on my mother's side uh they were raised in silicaga Alabama, worked in the in the um in the, in the um, um, uh, what what am I trying to say? I forgot the name of the, the factories they worked at, but they 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 worked hard, buddy, long, long hours. And walking through the woods with her, if she, if she saw poke salad, man, she would just say, oh, my God, I can't, look how beautiful. And she'd pick the poke salad, and she would mix it with uh, spinach. And, man, it was, man, we ate good, buddy. But you can cook some poke salad, can't you?
1: Oh yeah, I love poke salad And and I love it when it's created with something that's sweet You have a, a level of tartness to it And it's just an amazing thing when you got poke salad Yeah, I love, love, love poke salad
0: That's so so much influence. I I I loved in reading your your bio incidentally, where you said as a kid that you literally ate dirt. (laughs) But you know that's about gosh, that's about getting to your roots. But but it's true and it had an impact on you early in your life, didn't it?
1: Well, look, um, you know, I tell a lot of these, a lot of the youngsters that I go out and I mentor and do a lot of public speaking, I let them know, like, it's okay to go on the side of the house and drink out of a water fountain. Like, it's, it's, it, that, that was something that was very normal. If we got thirsty and all, we would just grab the water holes and just get the faucet and just go straight out of the faucet. So eating dirt and, and playing in dirt and building up mounds and playing with worms. That was that was like a way of life. So it was really easy for us to do that.
0: Uh me too man. Where where I was raised big 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 influence of being outside and roaming. Now, I I I had a I have the a show called Super Talk Outdoors and I was talking to a guy the other day and he pointed out to me that the biggest gifts his parents gave to him was the freedom to go roam, and they lived, you know, near these big woods. And he would just go out into the woods, and the neighbors that backed up to the woods would kind of look out for the kids. But later in his life, they actually found a a, um, a map that he made that he drew up. And his dad was looking at this map and said, "Holy mackerel, man! I had no idea you were going that far." But you know, this this kind of getting back to nature thing—it has a way of influencing you early in your life, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I don't know, it, it's it's one of those things that, you know, it's always going to stay with us, um, but I tell you what, going in the backyard with me is, is a treat because I don't need all the water guns, I don't need all the trampolines to have fun, you know, we're going to create some things to have fun. So we're going to find stumps. Uh, we're going to be able to create games. We're going to be able
0: to have a whole lot of fun. Yeah, I, you know, I can see that. You, you're, you have that kind of personality and, and that kind of freedom to, to explore that has sort of been part of you for all your life. Hey, listen, when we come back on the other side, we're going to talk to Nick about how, you know, the American, the viewer, the, the people who are watching all these reality TV shows are seeing that they're 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 learning about what it is to be a chef, what it is to be innovative as a They're getting smarter. Actually, they know what to look for when they go to a great restaurant. Just curious about uh, uh, what Nick has to say about that. But when we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with uh, with my new friend uh, Nick Wallace. We'll see you after this. And now back to more of the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I'm, I'm thrilled to have uh, my friends in the Delta and Jackson, and here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, joining us today as we uh, have a conversation with Chef Nick Wallace. And uh, yeah, yeah, Nick, it's fun because during the break, you and I were chatting just a little bit about the future project that you're involved in uh, related related to the Walter Anderson Museum, and we'll come back to that in just a second, but there's a lot to talk about, and I'll invite you back and we'll have a conversation for the Coast audience and talk more about um, what's evolving here on the Coast. It's exciting to see your progress. But, you know, when we went to break, we are talking about how the average person, the viewer, TV viewer, is becoming so much more aware of what it's like to be a chef, how kitchen works, you know, the role of the various people who work in a kitchen. Um, people are getting smarter, aren't they?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Social media, and, you know, it's been a big influence on that uh, because everybody is adapting to be their own chef in a way. Uh, A lot of people are sharing ideas and posting recipes and that kind of stuff. And, you know, secrets are getting out a lot easier because, you know, back in the day, a lot of secrets was kept because they thought that that kind of protect them as being that leader on that. But this life is not like that. Like you have to share, just so we all kind of grow. So yeah, no, everybody's their own chef now, and that—that's the one thing that I love. But you have a lot of home cooks and all that that is doing everything that a lot of chefs are doing every day of their life.
0: You know, I had the opportunity, and as a publisher of the Times Picayune in New Orleans, we had some of the best rep- food and restaurant reporters in the world there. I mean, imagine the cuisine of New Orleans, um, but what i came to appreciate about chefs and i have you know so many friends who are chefs now it is a labor of love i mean you you, you people just don't say they they want to be a chef it's it's you have to dedicate your life to the craft it's not it's long hours it's tough you got to know the business side you have to bring passion you, you there's no margin for error i mean you got to put it all into it don't you
1: you have to and it's a very competitive you know ring And everybody's fighting to get to the top in some kind of way. Uh, But I think the biggest thing is always about consistency and how you treat people. You'll be able to see your longevity kind of last as a chef when people want to be around you or, you know, can learn a lot from you um, so they can feel good. But, yeah, it's a stressful job. Um, I know many uh, that has came and went and had abuse issues and all kinds of things. So it's one of those things you have to focus and you, like you said, you have to love it and focus on that food because it's really, Really? honestly, I wouldn't want to be anything other than a, a FBI agent. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Good for you. we'll have to explore that in a future show but you know what we see is that that in a kitchen oftentimes it's a cross-section of society so you have people who are coming into those kitchens from all walks of life you know some some have challenges in their lives some don't but you're bringing them all together and the role of the chef is just like a, a, a you know professional football team is to help everybody understand what their roles are and building a strong team around those people and the impact you you can have on people as a result of that is pretty dynamic, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, you can have big impact. Um, because I always tell this story, and I believe I was talking about it yesterday. I've had three uh kind of dishwashers, and I don't really call them dishwashers because I think everybody needs a elevated position to feel good about themselves and get paid good. So I would say a steward, but three three stewards that I've had in my life in the past, they're all chefs. You know, and I think that's the most important thing is yeah, teaching somebody to be great at that one position, but honestly know that they're when they when they master that they need to go to the next level. Because the biggest thing is you can go out and be a restaurateur and all that if you influence and be able to be a reflection and train people so they can be great.
0: Yeah, I see that too, man. And and like in future shows, we'll talk a little bit more about your commitment to the community. But what's up on the coast as it relates to Walter Anderson Museum?
1: Yeah, so me and Julian, uh, we kind of got hitched together as friends at the Museum of Art. So Julian, me and Julian was working at the same time and we created a lot of pop-ups there. Uh, we did some amazing food. So when he became the director, we was always trying to figure out what can we do together. Uh, so they got some property next door that's available that we're gonna put a hand and egg concept that me and Julian has been working on. But we're also putting a hand and egg in Jackson first. So it's gonna open up in Jackson first and then uh, at Walter Anderson Museum. And I cannot wait to be on the coast more.
0: Uh, that I said, listen uh, for people who don't know Julian Rankin, the executive director of the Walter Anderson Museum in Ocean Springs. Um, this is literally, and I've been, I have had responsibilities for newspapers in five different states. I've had the opportunity to get to know people in the museum community in five different states. And I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that that, that Julian is one of the most effective, one of the most significant community leaders I've ever come in contact with in the museum industry. He's, he's, he's innovative. He understands the role that the museum plays, not just in, in showcasing great art, uh, that of uh, Walter Anderson and others. But he also understands the role that the museum plays in building a stronger, better community. <clears throat> so his outreach, right, outreach efforts are very significant. But listen, uh, Nick, we're out of time. All you've done for me in this conversation is kind of wet my whistle. So I look forward uh, to chatting with you more. We'll get you back on the on the Coast show and talk m- much more deeply. In fact, you know what we got to do? We got to get you and Julian both back and uh, have kind Kind of a a round-robin conversation about building a better Mississippi, but it's been a pleasure to get to see you, uh, my friend.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you for having
0: me. You bet. This has been uh, Chef Nick Wallace from uh, you know he's got his own business. He's doing some really cool stuff. He's uh, he's got a culinary business. You ought to look look him up on on uh, the internet. Nick Wallace Culinary. Okay, have a great day, and we will see you you tomorrow.